Hi, I'm Tom Spurs, and I love the trilogy The Exorcist Believer, Deceiver, and Weezer. Well, you know what? I'm Aaron Murray, and you know, yeah. I was a David Gordon Green lover, Yeah. but now I'm a David Gordon Green hater. I'm so sorry that happened. I, yeah, you know, it's not great. Yeah. Because you know what? I feel betrayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as, you know, the general for the uh, Halloween Ends defense yeah. squad. <laughs> the only fucking person who liked that movie. Yeah. You know, as as the number one Halloween Ends defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween Ends enjoyer. Yeah. I was really rooting for David Gordon Green. Yeah. You, you went into the cinema for The Exorcist Believer. You were like, the critics are wrong. He yeah, only makes bangers. I was like, you know what? I, I like... The David Gordon Green Halloween trilogy. <laughs> I love how every single time it has to be David Gordon Green. I just I just have to make that clear. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and you know Big D. Big D DGG will say <laughs> uh, was like, you know what? I'm really glad that Aaron, you know, really likes these movies. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? I'm just gonna like betray that. I just Fucking don't wanna bastard. Yeah. And um yeah. The cheek on him. The cheek on him. To sit down and make the Exorcist believer. Honestly, it's a crime. It's 2023, and we're still getting shitty Exorcist movies. I thought we left this in the fucking, what was it, 2005 was the last time we got an Exorcist movie? It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot mm. minute. Yeah, because, yeah, because, okay, so you had The Exorcist. Banger. In 1973. Banger. Right, yeah, fantastic, masterpiece. Exorcist 2. The Heretic. The Heretic, I have not seen. It you. made me feel like a fucking heretic. <laughs> uh, it's fun. It's not. It's not fun. Um, it's in, it's insane. <sighs> it's pretty crazy. I it's know. not even that crazy. Is it not? I, I was wanting more craze. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just not great, really. Yeah. Uh, it's very much what, you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's very much that kind of sequel you got a lot in those days, mm -hmm. where it was kind of... So, we have this really successful movie. What if, what if the characters aged? Like, what, what would happen then? What if the little girl was now a woman? And what if the exact same thing then happened again? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's very, like... You know the um, Return to Wonderland one? Not yeah. Yeah, the Alice in Return, Wonderland. Yeah. Return to Oz. Return to Oz, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not Alice in Wonderland. It's fucking Dorothy. Yeah. You know, where it's essentially... What if... The stuff that happened in Wizard of Oz. What if we made a movie set like two years after, and then that's like the premise? It's like why? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's like what? Exorcist Two ask? is that vibe, <laughs> um, and then yeah, then you've got three. Now three fucking slaps. Yeah, yeah. Three is fantastic. Three is great. Like three is absolutely superb. Yeah. Like it's it's and you know what right? It's funny because Exorcist Three was, like, a victim of, like, studio mandates and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because it was always based on Legion, which is kind of a sequel to The Exorcist. Yeah. Although not as direct. Yeah. It just has some some of the characters from... Yeah, yeah. The, like, from The Exorcist. Um, but, like, the studio were like, no, we need to have, like, an exorcism at the end. Mm. And, blah. and I get it and stuff. And, like, because I was reading... Spoilers for Exorcist 3. Yeah. But, um... And, like, for both cuts Be of the warned. film. Yeah. The, so, like, the film ends, the theatrical cut ends with a big exorcism. Yeah, 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 And stuff. But the Legion cut, which was the director's cut. Yeah. The way it ends is George C. Scott goes in to the cell where, um, Bad, where Brad Dwarf's character is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shoots him. Oh, fair play. Like, like, literally just gets his gun out and just shoots him in the head. Oh, fair play. And that's how the film ends. That's based as fuck. <laughs> that's literally how the film ends. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty anticlimactic. Yeah. So I kind of respect the exorcism, like, part yeah, of the movie a bit you. more. Because it's like, it is a bit more eventful. Yeah, like like a movie. Yeah, yeah it does. I like, that, I, I mean, I it's that. still like, yeah, like I get it. Like you know, it is very much like a studio mandated thing. Yeah. But I can't hate it too much okay. because I also don't think it's like horrible. Yeah. For what it's worth, like, but um, no, because I literally saw the clip and it's fucking hilarious because he so literally funny. he literally does just walk into the room and just shoots him in the head. That's so bad. <laughs> no, just doesn't even say a word. <laughs> like, That's he just so bad. And, and then obviously after that you've got um, two bangers back to back bangers mm -hmm. um, you've got Exorcist 4 no it's just Exorcist the beginning or is Exorcist 4 the beginning 
Exorcist did be so, so yeah. So then after all that, they made an Exorcist prequel. Where Paul Schrader made an Exorcist yeah. prequel. Girl boss. For, yeah, my my favorite girl boss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite like Slay Queen. Yeah, Paul Schrader. Childhood he, icon. <laughs> He made, um, yeah, speaking of childhood yeah. icon, so Jacob Elordi yeah. um, is in the new Paul Schrader film, and yeah, he's talking yeah. about how, like, he was like, what was it? Like, he was like, oh, like, work with Paul Schrader is like a dream come, it's like, it was like a childhood dream of mine. Yeah. To work with the fuck is sitting as like a fucking 11 year old kid going, you know who I want to work with? Paul Schrader. <laughs> My favourite grumpy old man on Facebook. <laughs> I love Mishima. <laughs> I I absolutely love like fucking doggy dog. <laughs> um yeah. So Paul Schrader made his version of the Exorcist, which was yeah. called Dominion. Yeah, yeah, Domin- um, Dominion, the pre- prequel to the Exorcist. Yeah. He made that. Water Brothers were like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. We don't want this. Yeah. So then they were like, okay, we're gonna completely scrap it, make a new version of it. We're going to keep the CGI hyenas, though. Yeah, yeah. CGI hyenas, they could stay. Everything else has to go. Yeah, yeah, And then, I think, uh, Rennie Harlan directed... Yeah. Th- and that was called Exorcist The Beginning. Which is shit. Both, I think you said both are pretty... Both are pretty shit. Yeah. Um, the definitely four is shitter mm. because there's less of a vision. Dominion is just kind of messy as fuck. Yeah. Um, but it's got, like, some, like... It's also a film by Paul Schrader. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, it's got some cool, bizarre shit in there. Um, but no, I definitely four is the more studio film. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Yeah. While Dominion is like, what the fuck are you thinking, Paul Schrader? <laughs> yeah, which I respect. I respect it. I, listen, listen. If you want to love Paul Schrader that his face reformed, yeah, yeah. you've got it. You've got to have him as a Dominion <laughs> people to the Exorcist. Absolutely, Dominion is where Paul Schrader peaked. Mm-hmm. That you can you can see the inspiration for mm-hmm. Master Gardener. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then after that, there was the Exorcist TV series. Yeah, yeah. Which was which ran for two seasons. And you were the only person who has seen it. I am the only person who's seen it. Um, the Exorcist show is actually fantastic. Yeah. And um, if you haven't seen it. I would highly recommend it. Get a fucking um, life. At the very least, okay. At the very, le- okay. At the very least, watch the first season. Mm. The first season is pretty standalone. Yeah. And has a nice conclusive ending. Love that. Season two doesn't. Ah, bastards. which is which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because like it's still real. It still the has Carly a effect. So so season two has like a standalone story. Yeah. With yeah. Um, John Cho. Okay. Because he runs like an orphanage. Sure. Which that story is told and complete. But there's a couple of subplots mm. that are gonna, which like are set up, yeah. And it's kind of what hurts that season because a lot of that stuff falls flat. Okay. Because it's obviously meant to be set up. Yeah. It's all yeah. set up for the future. Could they they had a seven season plan? Fuck me. For it. Fuck and me. And so season two is kind of like the start That's of insane. that kind of of like a lot of the other like major yeah, plot yeah. lines, and then they just couldn't. They couldn't do it, so it's just such a shame. But like, it's a really fantastic, like underrated, like horror show. Yeah, yeah. And then that was cancelled, and then six years later, mm. we got The Exorcist: Believer. Thank fuck. David Gordon Green back again. He never misses. He's been making horror movies now for the past five years. Bloody hell! Not even just horror movies. Fucking studio horror movies. Studio horror movies. I don't know why he gave up. <laughs> on, like, on like making like indie online life well, well, well you see the thing is he, he gave up on yeah. like making like you know his like indie dramas like yeah. George Washington Pineapple like, Express yeah he says Snow Angels <laughs> Undertow and all that but he still makes like stuff with Danny McBride yeah like, he still makes like he still directs episodes of The Righteous Gemstones and Vice Principals and stuff like he, he, he still does all that mm. but like he just now is a d- movie director he exclusively just does he studio horror. He gives into the fucking studios. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Exorcist Believer definitely um, feels like a movie made to renew a contract. Yeah. So, this is a very... So, this is the start of a trilogy. Yeah. And as God well as... And as well as being the beginning of this new trilogy, it's also a legacy sequel. Yeah. Ignoring well. every other 
Exorcist <laughs> movie. Ignoring all of that, other than the first one. Yeah. Although, that might not be true, because I'm 90% sure they had said, and I could be totally wrong, mm. but he, they had said something about how they're figuring out ways where those movies still happened. But, I hate these fucking movies. But they're like not. But they're not gonna like address it. Okay, so then who gives a shit? So okay, I don't know. They ignore. So it's it's it's, it's like Halloween twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. It ignores all of the other sequels mm-hmm. because and it, you know it's only counting The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what? How many years later? Forty years later? Fifty years later? Fifty years later, if you factor in yeah, like yeah. So fifty fifty yeah. years later, um, and we you know and we are focusing on a new family. And they are from Haiti? Or is it they just visited Haiti? They just visit. They yeah. just visit Haiti. Um, is it... Wait, wait, wait. Is it Haiti or Haiti? I think it's whatever you want it to be. It's whatever, yeah. Uh, Haiti? Haiti makes more sense to me. I, I, I always hear Haiti. Saying the word out loud. <laughs> Haiti, Haiti makes more sense. Haiti's what I've always heard. Yeah. Like when I've just... Yeah. I'd, let's go with Haiti. We'll say Haiti. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so they visit there and... The wife dies mm-hmm. during during the earthquake. Yeah, during the so, earthquake. So, so the film already starts with a real disaster. Yeah. Which I know some people have had issues with it. I know it's been a point of contention. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like split on it. Yeah. Because I'm kind of like, because I mean, yeah, it's always a real event, but I don't think it's necessarily tasteless. No, necessarily, because I think it's just a thing that happens. They, I mean, they don't. Yeah, they don't try to imply it's like a demon who does it. No, no, it's sort of just a thing that happens. Yeah, yeah, like it's kind of, yeah. Which, if it was like they were like it was Pazuzu, <laughs> then maybe <laughs> yeah, that's the stupidest fucking name for a demon. Pazuzu. So, Leslie Odom's character yeah. in the film, fucking his wife dies. Yeah. During the Haiti earthquake of twenty ten. As you do. As you do. And then um, that's kind of the first, like you see, before the film starts, mm. I think you literally said to me, "Yeah, what was, yeah. It, what was it you said to me?" I, I said to you, "Oh, so this is gonna be, so it's gonna be about trauma and grief." Mm-hmm. I bet the, the guy's wife dies. Yeah, <laughs> and in the first what, like five, ten minutes of the she movie, fucking dies. she fucking dies, and it was kind of just a yeah, like. <laughs> and then what is the film about? Grief and, and trauma. So, I think the first immediate problem with mm. the movie, I think, is it seems like with David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, they essentially, it seems like what they've essentially done is just taken Halloween yeah. and have basically just repackaged Halloween yeah. into The Exorcist yeah, with yeah. no real thought yeah. of why that doesn't necessarily work. I will say, the one thing that surprised me I thought it would be about the trauma and grief of the girl, mm-hmm. but it's actually about the trauma and grief of the guy. The guy. Look at that. David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green knows how to subvert expectations. Misses. Yeah, he knows how to subvert yeah, expectations. Yeah, because it's about like him losing his wife and, I don't know, wanting an abortion or whatever. Yeah, that part gets a bit unclear. Yeah. But, yeah, so the film, like, you know, like, it cuts, so it's 13 years later. Yeah. Leslie Odom Jr., now as a daughter. Yeah. Because, yeah, because the wife dies. Yeah, like, like, the wife dies in in Haiti, but, like, what they say, like, to to, to Leslie Odom's character before she dies is, like, you need to make a choice. And he makes the choice. Make a choice. Baby or wife. Yeah. And then, we assume, the baby. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, and then from there, it's kind of like, you know, she goes to school, he, like, drops her off and all that, and then, you know, she's wearing a scarf. Yeah. That, like, was, like, the mum, like, like, the wife's, like, scarf. Yeah, oh, then, how, oh, how adorable. Trauma! Trauma! Grief! It's so sad. Grief. And then... People die. Yeah. And then, um, Leslie Oden's daughter is like, hey, bestie. Yeah. What are going to the woods? That bestie is like the most fucking underdeveloped. Yeah, does it? Yeah, so this is this is the weird thing about the movie is it has a very like it feels like it's trying to channel the first Exorcist. Yeah, in yeah. In the sense of it's trying to be a slow burn. Yeah. But now, holy it, shit! What? 
Just a fucking notification. Up. Holy fuck. Holy Has something shit. special happened today? <laughs> on the 9th of October? Does any, did anything special happen today, Tom? Uh, I sat down and recorded a podcast with you. Wow, that is always a treat. That's always a treat. It's a real treat. The but exorcist yeah. believer. <laughs> it makes me a believer. Yeah. But yeah, so the face the media problem is that it's trying to be like a, you know, like a slow burn. Like yeah, the yeah. original freaking exorcist. But the problem is also, is it's like trying to speed things along yeah. at the same time. So it has this really weird pace in the first half yeah. where it's moving fast, mm. but at the same time, it's like not quite fast enough. It's also it's like boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah, like it's it, it like moves in circles for a yeah. while. Where like yeah, so like it's like these two girls go into the woods and they go missing, and you don't really know why they're in mm. the woods, really. They're uh, kind of vague. They give you like vague ideas. Well, they're doing a fucking. They're, they're trying to call to the mum spirit. Yeah. Why the fuck they need to be in the woods to do it? Well, that's the thing. They don't really explain that. And that and all that stuff with them trying to do that, I don't think it's explained till... Aaron, it's saved for the, the sequel. The yeah, sequel. Like, yeah, like, it's kind of weird. Like, they just kind of go into the woods, but they don't yeah. really explain it. it. Yeah. It's like, besides, like, a couple of, like, a throwaway line. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like... It, it, the first half's really unclear. Find a weird cave, which they, uh, they decide... Oh, yeah, not. Nah. You see, is it is it a cave... Because it seems very small. Is it? Yeah. It looks more like like an abandoned building for some reason. Yeah. It's got like it's got like walls. Yeah. Like because it kind of looks like a hallway. Yeah, and then they they fucking they call the spirit, and nobody's there. Yeah. But I guess Pazuzu shows up instead. Yeah. So, okay, so they kind of, so this is the first, like, red flag, before, before, like, you get to, the, like, the legacy scene. Yeah, yeah, So, in the film, these two girls, after, like, you know, trying to summon, like, dead people. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, you it know, that's, so that's when they get... if, when they tried to, like, if they, because, you know, like, they had to fucking, um, like, I'm assuming they learned how to do this somewhere. Mm. It was so sick of it. It was like, YouTube Wiki video. WikiHow. <laughs> 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 well, it's like, they, like, you know, like, they go on YouTube, YouTube video, and it's like, the mum from The Exorcist, or it's just Lynn Sh- um, Shay from Insidious. Can you, oh my God. No, it's Vincent D'Onofrio in Sinister, <laughs> but he, like, shows up for yeah. five minutes just to explain the movie. <laughs> this is what The Exorcist believed was missing. More crossovers. It needed, it needed Vincent D'Onofrio to come in and yeah. tell him that they got a Pazuzu problem. <laughs> but yeah, so, so these girls disappear. Yeah, basically yeah, yeah. for three days. Yeah. But they think they've only been gone for like a couple of hours. Yeah. Like they just lost track of time. Yeah. And then from there, weird shit starts to go down. Yeah. Which is weirdly similar to the weird shit that happened in the original Exorcist. And, oh, don't you like our references? Hey, look at our references. So, so presumably the demon, or at it's, least... It's Pazuzu. It's credited. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking fact check myself. Because this is yeah. Because I think it is meant to be Pazuzu because, like, the way the demon talks in one like in one particular scene, which I guess we'll get to later, is that like, but they sort of imply like I could do a fucking hour long analysis on this film. To be it's honest. yeah, like it's fucking bizarre. But yeah, like so Pazuzu, it was the demon in the first film, presumably is in this one, and it is Pazuzu. Yeah. Although, they don't really make that clear. Um, yeah. No, I'm not... Like, no one ever really says it's Pazuzu. Except for the fact that the demon recognises, um, Lin- what's her name? Elle Burstyn. Yeah. Recognises... Ellen Burstyn. Ellen like, Burstyn. Yeah, who's... Yeah, so... We've met... Like, she says, we've met before. Yeah. So, that, yeah. So, we'll segue into the elephant in the room. Which is, you know, all these girls are possessed, and then because of that, that eventually leads to Ellen Burstyn's role. She's back as Reagan's mom. Yeah. And that's when the film becomes an Exorcist sequel. Yeah. And now, I would say, up to that point, I was like, the film is fine for me. I was kind of like... You're a nicer man than myself. Yeah, like... Keep in mind, I'm not going to say it was good. Okay, this time it's the demon Lamashtu. 
Did, it's not Pazuzu. Do they ever say that? I don't think so. In the movie. It's Lamash 2. And Lamash 2 recognises Ellen Burstyn be- because it wanted to fuck with her. Because it too has seen The Exorcist 1. Fucking hell. Okay, so... <laughs> it read her book. <laughs> it went on Wikipedia. <laughs> read the plot I'm like alright Sam <laughs> I'm in now but yeah so so the film um, when it's just a bog standard like possession film yeah it's well, yeah like it's not good but like I was kind of like eh, it's not awful yeah it's yeah. just it's just a bit dull yeah it's whatever but then the film becomes a legacy sequel for The Exorcist love that so once Ellen Burstyn's character appears yeah Reagan's mom yeah once she appears, yeah, that's when the film completely fucking falls apart. Yeah, like in a way that I don't think I've seen a film do before. Yeah, genuinely, like I mean, I've seen bad films, but I've never seen a film where you can see the precise moments yeah. where it goes like wrong. It's like I mean, I think you can essentially trace it to a single line. Hmm. That fucking line where she's like, "Oh, they didn't let me see the exorcism." Because of the patriarchy. Yeah, so that yeah, so that line basically elevates it's like, oh like the priests in the first film, like Father Karras and the other one. Father Merrin. <laughs> Father Merrin, yeah. I'm an exorcist yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> um, like oh like oh like oh, like they 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 would let me see Reagan because of the patriarchy. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. like that line to me already is like, okay, so these people so 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 whether it's it you know, whether it's intentional or not, it seems like they've completely misread the original yeah. film, because the reason why they did that was not because of the patriarchy. Yeah. It's because they didn't want Reagan's fucking mum to die. Exactly. Because they literally went, they literally risked their lives. Both of them fucking died. They literally risked their lives. Like, like they went in not knowing if they were going to survive yeah. or not, and they didn't. They risked their lives to save... Do you reckon when Ellen Burson said that line, her fucking soul erupted from Like, because, yeah, because that's the thing. It's like, that's what's weird about the film, is, like, to me, like, when when it's just, like, legacy, like, sequel, it's, like, it's like at best, it's just poor writing. Yeah. But at worst, it's, like, wildly disrespectful yeah, to yeah. the film and a total misread of it. And it's, like, I don't know... Because, like, that line, especially, because I'm, like, I don't know how anyone could watch the film... And have that interpretation of, yeah, yeah. oh, they would let her in because of the patriarchy. Because sexism. Yeah, and not that, like, these these people literally don't want her. Like, because it's one of them. Surely they went through, like, seeing a fucking daughter possessed. Yeah, they were like, yeah. maybe we don't want to have her in the room when, like, yeah. we're trying to exercise it out. Like, she's already fucking traumatized. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's like they were doing it out of, like, kindness. <laughs> not, so, like, because they're, like, Sexist, and it's even funnier then that spoilers. Ellen Burstyn doesn't make it to the exorcism in this one. Yeah, so yeah, this is this is the thing about it. So, so Ellen Burstyn in the film is only in it for about ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, and she really adds like nothing to the film. No, it's very different to like Laurie Strode. Yeah, in the Halloween movies. Where yeah, yeah, those films pretty much all revolve around her. Yeah, like first film. It's about her when she's been fucking, like, traumatised. Yeah. Halloween Kills is her, like, proven right. Yeah. And then Halloween Ends is her, like, trying to move on. Yeah, But yeah. still having to deal with, like, the spectre of Michael. It's pretty simple. Yeah. It's like, it's, you know what? It's a pretty effective arc for what it's worth. Yeah. A bit on the nose, you know, with the constant talk of, like, trauma and grief. It's very, mm. it's very heavy-handed. But, like, it's fine for what it is. It gets yeah. the job done. It's, it's at least a very clear beginning, middle, end yeah, exactly, story arc. Exactly. Whereas this is like, she shows, so Swallow so Basin shows up as this expert on exorcisms, but she's not an exorcist. No, she's and she's also never mm. seen an exorcism. She's never seen an exorcism. And then she goes to the house of one of the girls who's possessed, mm. goes in and then gets her eyes gouged out. And then that's it. And then she she's just in the hospital of, yeah. for the rest of the movie. And it's like, I genuinely, like, I genuinely can't understand why this stuff got off the cutting room floor. Yeah, exactly. Because, so, it's interesting because the film um, began production, I think, in late 2022. Yeah. But they had filmed her stuff, like, months prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, that was the very first stuff that, that they filmed because she's very old. Yeah. And there was still COVID restrictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually kind of think that's 
kind of like it makes a lot of sense yeah. when you watch those scenes because they feel very disconnected from the rest of the movie. Oh, absolutely. Like, especially, it, it is like it stops the plot so that we can do legacy sequel stuff. Exactly, which if the film, like, it's one of them, I honestly feel like if the film was just a possession movie mm. with the exorcist, like, name on it, I genuinely don't think it would have had the reaction it got. Yeah. Because I think, I think most people would just go, eh, whatever. It's even funnier that in, like, the exorcism itself, mm-hmm. it just randomly cuts back to her lying Rather, just, li- just, just lying in a hospital with her eye. Like, she can't see any. It's just yeah. something, st- like, nothing. It's like, why? She's not doing yeah. anything. She's literally just in a room. It's can't just, sense it. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it, it genuinely is, like, shocking that it even... Because to me, like, because, you know, like, it's got very poor reviews, the movie. Yeah. yeah. And it probably would have gotten them no matter what. But I genuinely think if, if this Exorcist, like, sequel stuff was taken out, it would have probably got a slightly warmer reception. Yeah, yeah, so yeah It no. still would have been negatively reviewed, but I think most people would have just been like... Yeah. Just a boring Exorcism movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it probably would have had, like, you know... But the sheer anger from it... Because you know what? Like, I've, I've seen a lot of people saying it's the worst... Exorcist sequel, and I kind of see it because it's offensive. But when it's not offensive, like to the to the original source material, mm. it is a bit boring. Yeah. Because one because one thing you could say about the Exorcist sequels is they're all weird. Yeah. And strange. But this is the safest. Fucking... Exactly. This is this is the safest. But then when it's not being safe, it's just wildly disrespectful. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. it's like it can't pick. Yeah. What it wants to well, do. Well, even the fucking legacy sequel stuff feels safe. Yeah. Like, I know it's it's obviously disrespectful as fuck, but it, it's doing it in a way where it's trying to be, you know, it's as still, appealing yeah, like, as possible by going, I mean, oh, isn't this old film, you know, so so not woke? I'll probably, I'll probably give it a too much credit, but I am glad they didn't just give it a gun. Yeah. Which that's like the legacy sequel thing now. Yeah, yeah. Every, yeah, yeah. every legacy sequel for a horror movie, just like, let's just give the final girl a gun. Yeah. And that's just, I'm glad I didn't do that, but I'll probably give it a too much credit because I think what they did was far worse. Yeah. Like, let's really. just, let's just have this, like, I, like, I, there was an interview about, about, um, like a few days ago where, where David Gordon Green said, um, that William Friedkin didn't see the film. Yeah. Prior to its release because obviously he passed, like, a month prior. R.I.P. And yeah, and like, um, it was funny because he was like, you know, like I really like wish he could have got to see it. Mm. I, you know, I, I would have been very curious what he would have thought of it. And then there was like a, uh, and then like I think people must have found like a thing that the freak had said where he was like, one of my most like proudest works is now being taken over by the director of. Pineapple Express <laughs> and like I think he said like when I die I'm gonna haunt David Golden Green and that's, that's so not even funny. like an exaggeration he genuinely said that that's so funny. and I'm like and I do wonder is he is William Freakin haunting David Golden Green right now I hope so he might be because is this why he's changed his mind about the fucking it might be because yeah so yeah so this is the start of a trilogy yeah and David Gordon Green a few months back was seemingly committed to doing all of them yeah they've dated the the newest one yeah so it's Exorcist Believer Exorcist Deceiver and then Exorcist Trimester (laughs) yeah whatever that one yeah it's gonna be called that's so so Deceiver's coming in April 2025 yeah they're not yearly which surprised me yeah I figured they would have tried to. Happy to wait. Yeah, but I was I, I as far away from it possible. <laughs> like I I thought they were gonna try and get them out like every yeah. October. No, I know what you mean. That's what I figured it was gonna be like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 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 like, but um, yeah, like it was one of those where it was like, it, it it's interesting watching it because he was committed mm. to doing this like trilogy. And there are definitely ideas being set up. There's very much, like, it very much has sequel base in it. Yeah. It's yeah. not like Halloween 2018, where it kind of is its own thing. Yeah. And the sequels kind of just exist. Mm. Like, you, they, they could have stopped with 2018 and yeah, just absolutely. stayed there. Yeah. But they didn't. God but, bless um, Exactly. We got Evil Dies tonight. Evil did die. Exactly. It was fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's one of those where, like... It's either the committed to this trilogy, which I'm very curious to see if this ends up actually happening. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it will because apparently Universal spent four hundred million Holy for the shit. rights to to the whole like franchise. Holy shit! Which I'm like, they're gonna probably want to do the trilogy. Yeah, but it's yeah. not flopping necessarily. No, no. But 
I don't know if it's gonna have legs because it seems like people don't like it. No, I like I, the like, like the reviews for the film are very very negative. Even see the general audiences aren't keen. No, yeah, like most most. I think the cinema score was a C. Yeah, that's which weak. Is pretty bad. That's and like, bad. And I think even the Rotten Tomato score for yeah. fan, like for the audience. Well, I think the large part of that is boring. Yeah, it's just boring. It's, it's not that scary. There's some cool visuals. I will give it that yeah. occasionally, but I do. I think it suffers from just it's not very scary no it's just boring as fuck honestly it, it, it doesn't help either the trailer the trailer shows, shows it beat for beat the trailer shows a lot of the movie yeah, yeah way too much of the movie the final fucking conflict in the movie is that is the you know is in the trailer there's one shot in the trailer though that I thought was interesting it's not, the, it's not in the movie there's a shot of Ellen Burstyn and Leslie Odom like junior mm. where like they're like standing outside is that not in the... I don't think it is. I don't remember it. Huh. In the movie. I could be That's wrong, funny. but it was kind of like a hype shot almost. Where, like, they're looking at a house. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I imagine... I, I mean, like, I'm assuming it's meant to be where, like, it was it was going to be in that scene where they go into the house mm. and their fucking eyes are like... Like, house yeah, to house. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I was... Yeah, like, there's stuff that's just not in the movie. Release too, but, like, the, DD, the DGG cars. You know what? I do wonder with this like legacy sequel stuff yeah was it a DGG decision or was <laughs> it a studio decision I'd be very very interested like who decided that oh no absolutely because it does feel like a studio thing but yeah. it also wouldn't it also would not surprise me though if it was a Gordon Green yeah no I, I get that too I don't know no I'm I'd be interested to but at the same time there's nothing that could be done for this movie to make it work no, I yeah, mean, I mean, that's, I mean that's the thing. I think there's fundamental problems when it's just such a brutal misread of yeah, yeah, yeah. the entire like concept of the and exorcism. The exorcism itself is weak as fuck. Yeah, uh, like it's just very safe. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. nothing really new that it does. There are a couple of bits in that fair that I think are kind of neat. Oh, there's like the, the image. Yeah, like the priest. Yeah, how like his head like fucking whatever. But you know what though? I kind of wish the film had more of that mm. though. Well, that's the thing is there's some more fun imagery, but it, it doesn't keep that up at all. And there's it'd be a, nice if it indulged that side of it a little yeah, bit more. There's a shot where like one of the girls like sees a baby, mm. and like she's in like a hospital room and she sees a baby like through like the window and she like smacks yeah like, the window. And it's kind of, it's a cool shot. And I, and I was like, would like it sounds stupid, but like wouldn't it have been crazy if she tried to kill the baby or something? Yeah. Or something crazy like that. Yeah. Like, do like I don't know why the film doesn't go like a bit further. Yeah, yeah. And like, cause, cause you know what? I genuinely, I think honestly, the the, the secret to making a good Exorcist sequel is with Exorcist Three. Yeah. Look at that movie. Yeah. Like yeah. that to me is the ideal Exorcist sequel. Yeah. Because it carries on a lot of the same like spirit mm. of the film. Like it's one of them nice. that it genuinely. Yeah. Spirit. Very clever. Thank you. Pun non intended. It feels like a very natural sequel. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. which, even though it wasn't intended to be, yeah, it feels yeah, very yeah. natural. Like I mean, like William Friedkin was planning on directing it, and you can totally see it. Mm. Like, because I think there is a lot of that Friedkin style yeah, in yeah. Exorcist Free. Like, and it's just it's a very interesting film in that way, and it's like I just think it's a shame that like we get this film that is either very dull. Mm or wildly disrespectful and just seems to like it's like I don't know it almost feels like he just doesn't care and like yeah. he doesn't want to be making these yeah because it's like I genuinely don't understand why you would do a lot of the decisions that you do yeah unless no, you yeah, literally just don't really care about the material that's what's strange about it yeah it feels like a very passionless film whereas I feel like in Halloween say what you will about them I never felt that yeah I felt like a lot of passion with those, especially because those films you get very, the very, like those films are very distinct. Mm. Halloween twenty eighteen is like the safe sequel to Halloween. Halloween Kills to me feels more like it's embracing the silliness yeah. of the franchise, like the five six, like that kind of that era. Mm. And then Halloween Ends is a bit like Rob Zombie. It's, yeah. a, it's a bit riskier. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. stranger. It's not as or like, or like, or even Halloween Six, yeah. where it's like it's trying to like embrace the weird side yeah. of Michael Myers. Each one feels distinct in that way, where they've taken pieces from that, or even, or even some of the little details, like how like Halloween ends opens up with the 
like with with like the Halloween free style like opening credits yeah, and yeah. stuff. There's a lot of little things in those movies where I'm like, it, it it does feel like it's being written and directed by people who genuinely love Halloween. Yeah, this does. Whereas this science. this feels like whatever little like things that are, mm. they feel like cheap. They yeah. don't they don't feel like there's much passion behind. They just kind of feel like, oh, let's just throw that there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like the same font when like you know in like a different like location. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like, it doesn't it doesn't feel like there's much passion going on here, which is yeah. a bit like. So why so why the fuck have they committed to a full trilogy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, and that's the thing is like, I do think a Nexus's sequel could work mm. because we've seen it. Yeah. Work. Exorcist Three works. Yeah. I do think you could make a modern day sequel and it could work. You just have to look at the original film and pay attention to it mm. and see why it works. Yeah. You can't just, you know, because that's like because because Three because the Exorcist is such a specific film. Yeah. It's so like the tone is unlike anything I've seen, and you've got to try and capture that. And it's very fucking hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not gonna envy the position that these writers are in, mm. but it also just feels like what they were doing here just doesn't work. No, it, it's a massive it feels shame. like the laziest version of itself possible. Yeah, because I know I know they're capable. Yeah, of yeah. doing some interesting things. I do think I will give it this. I do think the film ends. I mean the. St- Stupid fucking monologues aside, there are a couple of threads for a sequel. Scrubs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there are a couple of threads in that like last ten minutes or so that I think could genuinely be really interesting. Which is one of the little girls is so. There's a scene where like the the two girls when they're possessed basically say that you've got to choose one to save, and then but it ends up being a trick. And when um, the white family will Mm. say. Like yeah. picks their girl to survive. It turns out it's no. You're not picking which one to live. You pick which one to die. Mm. So she gets dragged. So, 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 so the so the, the girl who was possessed goes to hell. Yeah. And it's an interesting idea. Presuming the ne- you know the film the next one does yeah continue yeah. with that. Do you think it's a bit weird that the film ends with like a monologue where the like families will get back together? And they'll grow. And it's like, not being funny, like, but I don't think me and my wife could ever, like, amend our relationship when our daughter has just been sent to hell. No, literally. I don't... I By us. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. don't think... I don't really think we could redeem... Like, I, I really... Yeah. I think the relationship is beyond repair yeah. at that point I've got to be so real like <laughs> like I don't really like I don't know if my wife did that I'd be like don't know if I like that love <laughs> like, yeah, no, exactly. don't know if I'm into that like it's a very like it's it's weirdly downplayed yeah but I still think the idea could be interesting for a sequel yeah no I mean an exorcist movie where they go to hell yeah is you know like, 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 like genuinely genuinely the only way I think they could fix this is if I don't know, Dave Gordon Green just takes a load of cocaine mm. and just makes a sequel that's fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. Go crazy with it. Yeah. Like, because you know what? Halloween ends. Although I don't like the last, like, ten minutes, I legitimately really like that film. Yeah. And I think that's doing some really interesting stuff. Yeah. That, I think, got way too much hate. Yeah. Way, way, way too much hate for something that, you know, quite frankly, was a lot braver Mm. of a choice you know having the film mostly focus on his other character yeah like was an interesting idea and even though not all of it worked I'm still glad we got a Halloween movie that was different yeah no, absolutely and that was it wasn't just another I mean though it becomes that at the end it's not just another Michael versus Laurie fight yeah, yeah because we've already fucking had that no, and like, it, it would be interesting to see yeah, the Exorcist's take on that. That's, that's what I want them to do. Yeah. I want the next ones to be weirder. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm hope though it's unlikely, that's why I'm hoping to Christ this film is kind of like they've gotten it out of the system. Yeah. A safe movie. Yeah, and yeah. Hopefully the other two are a bit wackier. Yeah, and, and a bit just fucking strange. Stupid. Yeah, because you know what? I'd rather embrace the stupid yeah. than do whatever the fuck this is. Not Because this just doesn't work absolutely like I mean presumably Reagan's in the next one because she shows up at the end yeah she says hello to her mom. it's uh, there it's a very weird scene yeah why would she know she, that her mum's there like, 
Maybe in the news. I guess. Maybe it was in the news. But, so, yeah, like, so, I don't really, because the Raiders stuff's weird, because, I mean, just in general, the whole, like, legacy stuff feels weird, because no one wanted to do it. Yeah. Because, like, Linda Blair didn't want to come back. No, but and Alan Burson didn't want to come back. Either. No, yeah, it was kind of just... Money. Money, yeah, it literally was just they gave him more money, and they were like, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Like, but, that's what's weird about it, like, because, say what you will about the Halloween movies, but, like, J.B. Lee Curtis absolutely adores Laurie Strode as a character. Yeah. She absolutely loves that character. And one thing that, because it, it's so fascinating watching, like, behind the scenes, like, things for, like, the, the for the Halloween trilogy, because mm. she's really involved with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, like, she was incredibly involved in terms of where Laurie was as a character. Yeah. Like, like, like in some ways, she practically wrote, like, wrote a lot of that. That's self That's like fair. she genuinely has like a lot of appreciation for the character That's really and like fair. when she wasn't showing up in like these Halloween movies it wasn't because she was just demanding more money but it was because she wanted her character to be like done well mm. I mean she was in Halloween Resurrection I'm gonna give her that <laughs> which they killed her off in the first 10 minutes don't know why she did that but love that it's one of them where like she genuinely loves that character yeah, and has a lot yeah. of appreciation for it so Though she probably did get a boatload of money for it, she also does enjoy that character and being in that role. Because, I yeah. mean, it's the role that got her fame, but also, as well, it's a character that she really made her own. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one is, like... It's not... I mean, I mean that's not to say that, like, you know, like, these two actresses don't love their characters. Absolutely not. Mm. But it seems just clear that, like, these people don't really want to be here. Hey, they probably read the script. Yeah, and they were like, shit, but I'm going to go pay their out of it, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. which I don't blame them. But it's like, you know, I mean, I mean, Scotty Weaver was the same yeah. with the Alien movies. She was done after, like, Aliens yeah, yeah, and stuff. And, like, literally every time she was, like, showing up one, she was like, okay, can you just, like, kill me off? I love that. And one of these eventually. Because, like, she's, she just wasn't interested, but, like, which is fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's one of them. Like, you know, some characters do just run the course, but it's like... And I feel, and I feel like that sort of attitude from them, though it's completely understandable... I think it's just kind of why this one doesn't work. Yeah. It's a very passionless movie. It feels more like a corporate Exorcist movie. Well, it feels like something that was put on a release schedule. Yeah. Like, ooh, Exorcist is popular. Mm. Let's get this out. Which is mad because it's fucking 20 years after the last one. Yeah. Which, like, but... Exorcist is popular for well, the first movie. Wasn't this one originally meant to be a reboot slash remake? And then... I don't really know and because... And then people said we don't want that and David Green went uh well actually well that's the thing I mean honestly I, I wish it was just that yeah I yeah. feel like it could have been kind of a cool idea if it was just a completely standalone movie and then maybe I don't know they made the discovery of yeah like the demon was Pazuzu or something yeah yeah and then that's how you could connect it yeah but like I don't know like, like split style yeah like yeah it could be something like that and maybe it ends but like Reagan's mom in like a cafe <laughs> like watching yeah, the TV yeah. and like Bazooza somehow Bazooza for 10 <laughs> so like, like sort of like I don't know but like it's like that's the thing is like the film just feels off mm. from the start like it doesn't this just feels wrong yeah whereas like the yeah. Halloween movies like I mean I love this know. is just fucking 40 minutes of you defending the Halloween movies no because, that, because that's the thing because honestly like because for me like that's why this movie is, is so disappointing to me. Yeah, Because I'm someone who's genuinely really enjoyed the Halloween yeah, trilogy yeah. from start to finish. Which, you know, yeah, Halloween Kills is not a great movie, but I have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a very silly movie that I have tons of fun and I could happily watch that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, in, and, and it's weird in some ways, like, people who hated that movie but went to go see Exodus Believer, you will fucking appreciate Halloween Kills more that. now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at least you'll have fun with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. At least you'll actually watch like Halloween kills and have a bit of fun. Because some of the kills are cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, and it's silly and it's funny. Yeah. But like I just I don't know. Like it's just I really, really hope like if this is a trilogy and if they do commit to it, it's just a lot better than what we got. Oh, absolutely. Not good. Absolutely. Um well, speaking of good that's a terrible mm-hmm. segue. Um, it'll do. It'll do. It'll do. It'll do. Um, we saw another film, mm-hmm. which we will briefly discuss. Yes. Um, it is called The Old Oak. Yes, the new Ken Loach film. Yeah, so Ken Loach is back after he retired. Well, 
this is the thing. So, he has said that this is his final film, the yeah. other But he also said that about his last one. Yeah. Which, now, I will say, right, if this is his last film, mm. I think it's a very good place yeah, no, for it this, to end. This, this feels more like, a, more like a last film. Yeah, this feels more like a last film, whereas Sorry We Missed You, though it's a fantastic film, um, this whole trilogy is just great. Yeah. Like, this new, like, austerity trilogy, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's great, like... Joy but, trilogy. But, like, yeah. It's, but I do think, like, the, 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 like, Sorry We Missed You is a bit too much of a downer ending for Ken Loach. Yeah, this, this is a lot happier of This is, yeah, which I think... Which, yeah, like, I mean, the film is about this... Actually, I'll let you explain it, because this is, this is personal to you. Oh, yeah, so this, this film... Is, yeah. This film made me sob. Yeah. Absolutely sob. For those who don't know, I'm from um, Newcastle, which mm-hmm. is... The, well, this film set in the area, um, and so a lot of like the accents and shit uh, hit very close to home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about basically the, this guy who runs um, a pub mm-hmm. um, called the, the Old Oak. Called the Old Oak, mm-hmm. wouldn't you know? <laughs> um, and a bunch of Syrian immigrants, immigrant Syrian refugees, mm-hmm. move into the town, um, and a lot of people aren't particularly happy in the town because. Mm-hmm. And they see it as taking jobs. They see it as taking resources mm-hmm. um, that they don't have enough of. Um, and it's about, obviously, um, essentially realizing, don't be racist, bit shit of you. Um, and then they use the old oak as a way to um, provide food to the community and use it as a way to unite the whole community. It's kind of like a film, I think, a lot of how like people, though through like no fault of their own mm. that like a lot of people when it comes to stuff like Syrian refugees coming yeah, to like yeah. their the places they it's like they sort of miss the forest for the trees yeah where it's like they blame them yeah where it's like well no they're not the problem yeah the problem yeah. is the government yeah not not supporting the town where you're from yeah if um I Daniel Blake and Sorry You Missed You mm-hmm. feel like Ken Loach angrily screaming mm-hmm. It's the government mm-hmm. and um you know and that the old oak feels a lot more like ken loach sending out a desperate plea to, to people to people yeah instead of government because it yeah. is because it is a very political film oh, but absolutely. it's a very different kind it's of it's a lot more asking for kindness from people mm-hmm. asking people to show kindness to those who yeah. go through like, these yeah, things yeah like it's like yeah because like because the first two entries are sort of they're looking at it from like they're looking mm. at these like political issues from like, yeah. a human angle and this is doing the same yeah. but I think this one's going more like it is very political but it's more of like human yeah. angle of it where it's these people where it's like it's their prejudices yeah. and stuff like that which is largely created by you know which a lot of the UK media that you see I mean because there's a there's a place in the film where like they mention how like a lot of the people who are not very happy about yeah. these like Syrian refugees like being in their town they're posting stuff on Facebook. Yeah. So which is every every single person probably has at least one like whether it's a family member or some sort of distant family friend yeah, yeah, yeah. who will just casually post the most racist thing you've seen in your fucking life. Yeah. On no, Facebook. Exactly. Every single person has dealt with that before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, that's kind of what in, in and, and, and in some ways it's kind of what the film's about. Yeah. It's like looking at that stuff and like sort of the anger that can come from it where it's ignorance mm. but it's just like a sadness from that because it's ignorance of the fact of like these people don't understand that like these refugees are just escaping war yeah they aren't the problem yeah it's the people in power yeah. who are the problem because they're sending them there with no while 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 everyone has no resources yeah so yeah. they have to basically just fend for themselves it's not um you know what i mean it's not hidden and like at all in mm-hmm. society in society that um Especially in England, the northern Northern England is fucking underfunded as shit. Well, yeah, because it, it, I mean, I mean, the North South divide yeah, has always yeah. existed, but I feel like now it's pretty fucking. And I mean, dire. you know, I mean, and for me especially coming down um, the country um, over my adulthood, <laughs> you know, you, you do learn that people don't necessarily see the northeast of England in a particularly mm-hmm. positive light. Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah, I mean, say, I mean, say with Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool's yeah, yeah. had its fair share too with, like, Hillsborough. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of Hillsborough is very much buried in that sort of divide yeah. of yeah. people seeing northerners as just, like, these fucking, like, folks. Yeah. So a story, like, with, so with Hillsborough, a story of fans 
basically getting crushed due to incompetence. Yeah. Turns into a story of, oh, look at these northerners basically yeah. attacking people no, being exactly. savages. It's like, the, 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 there's always been a divide between yeah. the north and the south, but it's now it just feels especially dire because of a lot of, you know. Yeah. Like Absolutely. a lot of. Because of just, yeah, like, I mean, you know, like, and that's kind of what Ken Loach is exploring in this a little mm. bit too. And, there's, and, and the thing is, there's a lot in this film. Like, there is a lot. Which I will say for me, like, of this trilogy, it is the weakest for me. Yeah, I would agree. Mm. Just um, because I do think some, like, threads in the movie, yeah. if to me are a little bit unexplored, but it's still, like, mm. fantastic. It's Ken, still, like, what Ken Loach is one of those filmmakers for me where I think you get as much out of his film as you give. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of it he doesn't make okay so uh, compare him to like Scorsese or someone mm-hmm. he doesn't make these prestige ass um, put the movie stars in there mm-hmm. you know like fucking no yeah most, most most Ken Loach films don't really mm. have like major actors in yeah, there it's, it's, fucking, it's, it's very rare that that happens yeah um, you know what I mean it's it's local actors The and I think obviously <sighs> I don't think we can ever, as as you know, as film critics or whatever, expect everything from a film. I don't think you can't get authenticity mm-hmm. with perfection. Well, well, you know what, right? It it's one of them because watching this, it, it reminded me a bit of like uh, Nomadland. Yeah, yeah. Where my biggest problem with Nomadland, yeah, is it's a film mostly with non-actors. Yeah, and. But which which is great, and those scenes are really really touching when yeah, you focus yeah. on that. The problem is, is for every scene that you have with these non-actors, you then cut to a shot of fucking Francis McDormand yeah, exactly. pretending to be one of those people, exactly. and it totally takes you out exactly. because now Francis McDormand is a fantastic actress. Mm. I love her, but I know who she is. Yeah. So when I see her in this role, I'm immediately taken out of it because everyone's surrounding that no, people exactly. I don't recognise and it's like because because Sean Baker who did like Red Rocket Florida the Project yeah, yeah. now God, those films do have recognisable people in it yeah. but they're in much much smaller roles yeah, yeah but like the way they're done is a bit more cleverly used because like Willem yeah. Dafoe is in Florida the Project but yeah. he's not in it that much yeah. and as well an actor like Willem Dafoe just fits yeah, he, he he fit that role that he was in yeah, that movie, yeah. and it's like, and because because you can see a lot of Sean Bacon and Ken Loach, and Ken Loach has always been one of those directors where yeah, like the people he picks up hmm. are mostly unknown actors, yeah. first time actors, or just people he just picked up off the. Street. And I think that's the thing is I think I mean you know I mean if you look at people talking about Ken, especially Ken Loach's recent films, mm-hmm. they go ah oh, the acting isn't fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. And I think you're missing the point. Yeah, like, I mean, look, I would say, for me, there were some scenes in this movie where the acting wasn't the problem. Yeah. It was more the script. Yeah. I think was kind of not... Same, just because some of the writing... Oh, don't get me wrong. This is heavy-handed. No, yeah, it, it, it hits you over the head with a lot of stuff. Yeah, But yeah. it is still mostly effective. Mm. Despite I, that, like, see, it still I, works. I think... I don't know, maybe... It's, it's an enjoyer of cinema... Um, I am always more appreciative of bold swings mm-hmm. with thematic depth yeah. over and, and also else. And also just like just sincerity, which yeah. that's one the thing with Ken Loach that you'll never you'll never see him direct a Marvel movie. Exactly. <laughs> like, you, know, you know, like it's one of them when you see I a Ken Loach kill film. Him off at this point. <laughs> like it's one of them with, with like Ken Loach. He's a very like sincere director. What yeah, yeah. Like, and it's one of them like sometimes that like sincerity that you see from him can be a bit heavy handed yeah. but it still can be very effective that's the thing is part of me thinks that a film like The Old Oak wouldn't work as well if it was subtle yeah. because I agree part of I think what makes it work so effectively is it's the it is an actual story that your fucking uncle would tell you you know what I mean? And I think, obviously for me, it's it's obviously slightly different. I'm slightly biased. Because I watch this film and I hear my uncle. Yeah. You know, obviously he is not fucking racist. But... No, but you could, but you could see, like, these characters. Exactly. You could see, yeah. Which, which it's one of the, I mean, it's why, like... Um, I mean, like, a lot of, like, Stephen Graham's films. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, like, uh, there was an ITV series a couple of years ago, uh, Little Boy Blue. Yeah. And that 
is an absolutely fucking phenomenal like miniseries. Yeah, yeah. All, and it's largely because it takes it, it. It's just it's a real story of like a young boy who was shot from from like a gang. Yeah, like from some sort of like gang dispute. He wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, and he died. Yeah, and the story's about just the cases like as it unfolds and it's like and it's one of them where for a lot of people they'll see it and just go yeah it's a good crime yeah, like true yeah. crime series which you get thousands of them now yeah. from like British television but it really hit Liverpool hard as a city yeah because it was a series that really I mean just besides that it was filmed in Liverpool yeah. it was also just a very emotional series because a lot of people in Liverpool still remember that story well yeah and also the performances and stuff like a lot of like hearing people talk with Scouse accents yeah. is still kind of weird to me. Yeah, no, because I, I get that. you don't hear it a lot. Yeah, it is an accent yeah. that you don't hear a lot. Like I'm yeah. playing fucking Starfield right now, and I've heard so many fucking accents. I'm still trying to find the Scouser. <laughs> where the fuck is the Space Scouser? Like yeah, Tom Howard. Yeah. Where the fuck is he? Yeah. I've heard every accent. I've heard Australian. I've heard Irish. I've heard Scottish. I've heard Cockney. I've heard American. Yeah, I've heard yeah. German. I've heard French. I've heard yeah, fucking yeah. everything. That's Russian. Cool. Where the fuck's the Scouser? Where's the Scouser? But yeah, yeah, that's besides the point. But yeah, like it's it's one of them. When you hear, like, when you can relate to a film in that way, yeah. it does add a lot to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you know, like, I mean, like my girlfriend's from Florida and stuff, and watching the Florida Project, mm. like, for her was like, you know, I mean, granted, she's not from that particular part of Florida, but like, she's been around there. Mm. I mean, like, I mean, last year, like, though, though the place was about to be in, like tore down we drove to where the hotel is yeah and saw it that's sick and stuff and like we couldn't like go in but like it's one of them where like it's cool to see that yeah that these yeah. are very real places and a lot of the people in that film don't a lot of them are actors a lot of them were people yeah. as well who likely lived there yeah no, exactly. and stuff who were a part of this and it's like and there's a lot of relatability where people can watch those films and go like you know yeah fuck like that's I can relate to that it's a I mean whether or not the story in the old oak is real, it yeah. doesn't matter. It's a story that does happen. It's a very yeah, which I mean, like 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 a lot of Ken Loach's films mm. tend to be like real stories wrapped yeah. in like a fictional like, yeah, narrative. Yeah. Like it's a lot of very real personal experiences people exactly. have had, and you've just wrapped it into a story. Yeah, yeah. which is like which works really well because. Because so, it's one of them. I can see people critiquing it for being a bit unfocused, and I could see that yeah. to some extent. I mean, again, I do think some of like the films, like Narrative of Threads, work better than others. Again, though, I think I don't know. I'm being way too kind to this film, and I will fully admit that because of personal. No, but it's, it's a completely understandable yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, I think I think with Ken Loach films, I think you have to embrace the messiness. Mm-hmm. because I think that is part of what makes them as effective as they are. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing about them. Sorry We Missed You doesn't have an ending. No. Yeah, but that's just, why it works. But that's, yeah, I mean, it's one of them. The fact it doesn't really have an ending to me is yeah. why it hit so hard. Yeah, Because yeah. it was like, fucking hell. I remember watching that, like, in the cinemas and just being, like, blown away yeah. by it. Because, like, yeah, there is, it kind of does, it just fades to black. They're not. No more movies. His films aren't. I don't think his, his most recent three films to me aren't fucking your every... They aren't like other cinema. It's Ken Loach giving you a raw emotion mm-hmm. for an hour and a half to two hours. Mm-hmm. He's giving you this raw emotion and he is demanding something. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, Sorry I Missed You and I, Daniel Blake are more to the government. This one is very much demanding the kindness. People, yeah. Demanding, you know what I mean? Demanding sympathy from people. Mm-hmm towards their fellow yeah. human. Um, which I think is just such a fucking admirable thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I, he does yeah, it in the like, most authentic yeah. way possible. It's gorgeous. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, that's the unfortunate thing. Is like, even though this is a really great like space for him to stop mm. as a filmmaker, it is kind of unfortunate because we don't really have anyone else. No, exactly. The closest thing is Shane Meadows. Yeah, yeah. I would say, but it's he he it could be a while before he makes a project. Yeah. And it's and you know, and it's like we don't have a lot of directors with his voice. Yeah. Really, which is really unfortunate. With, more than anything, his passion. Yeah. Which there's, is unfortunate. There's nobody else yeah. doing shit like this. Well yeah, I mean as well, like a lot of British cinema, I mean now I mean 
when we went to go and see the film yeah there was like three trailers where they're all the fucking same which yeah. a lot of British film now is very much the same yeah it's yeah. like this pensioner escapes from the old pit like the old people's home yeah, and goes yeah. on an adventure <laughs> like they're all the fucking same and it's it's unfortunate because there are some very passionate voices yeah. in British cinema right now like Ryan Lane it was, it was a really really cute like yeah. film um, Polite Society super underrated I fucking loved that I, I watched that on a plane and yeah. thought it was fucking fantastic yeah, Blue yeah. Jean is yeah. also another really really like good drama and it's like there are some very passionate British voices but it's one of them you notice how you don't hear much about those yeah Ryan Lane was a bit more buzz but Polite Society yeah, went completely and, 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 and Blue Jean, like I mean, I mean, I mean, Blue Jean got a bit more attention than it was in the awards, but like Polite Society went completely fucking under the radar. Yeah, and it's like, and it's a shame because there's a lot of very passionate voices, but they get buried because a lot of British film falls on the same concepts of very, very safe yeah. films aimed at older audiences. Look, That's not to say those films can't exist. There's a reason why the fucking BAFTA award for best British film. <laughs> goes to american films yeah which <laughs> i still year. yeah which i still i don't know that's that's a whole other thing but i will say this one my hot take i don't think the bafta should include american oh. films i think the bafta should be a british focus yeah. like but instead they have become an oscar it, yeah like it, it does feel weird for like the best picture yeah. like nomination just see like everything everywhere all at once and it's yeah. like listen that's a that's a great film but it's not a British yeah. film. It's like why? Like why is it there? No, this, it's a very. We, that's a very strange thing. I still we can have a whole stuff. other topic about how fucking yeah. award shows have just become predicting mm. the Oscars, and that's all. all there's literally it's no unfortunate, point having yeah. any other award show. This it's time. it's really unfortunate. But like yeah, but it, it's one of them. Like to me, like Old Oak is like it does feel like a film that's part of a dying breed. Yeah. Which is, you know, of these directors that are, you know, older and very, but very, like, they still have a lot of passion. Yeah, like, yeah. I can see a lot of Scorsese in Canloach mm. in a lot of ways. Not necessarily in terms of, like, they're not, they're not the same, yeah, like, yeah. St- like, style of director, but they still have the same passion. Yeah. There's still, like, older directors that are still very passionate about the medium that they're involved with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot to love about that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, Canloach probably wouldn't make a Killers of the Final Moon, mm. but what he's making has the same amount of passion that like Scorsese has yeah, when yeah. he's making his like you know fucking like The Irishman yeah. or Killers of the Final Moon or Silence yeah. or like those kind of films there's a lot of passion and it's unfortunate where, like that's not to say that a lot of filmmakers now don't have that passion mm. but I do think British cinema is gonna really miss Kelly oh, as a filmmaker because we don't get films like that yeah. when he's not making them really yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very hard to track those films down I think as film watchers, too often audiences, in my opinion, overlook um, sincerity and overlook um, ambition and themes and shit like that and overlook, you know, purpose to focus on the more superficial, shallow aspects of filmmaking. Well, yeah, because it it it, it, sound, it it might sound like strange, but like one of the reasons I loved um, Talk to Me, yeah, the the Australian like H twenty four horror film. The reason why I really loved it was because it was a debut where it felt like the directors were having a fucking ball. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because you could see so much passion. Where, yeah, where they like they were definitely wearing their inspirations on their sleeve. They definitely yeah, yeah. watched Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. And definitely, you know, you know, it's one of you can watch it. But like, yeah, you definitely watched Hereditary. You definitely yeah, really yeah. like that movie. We all but, did too, as well. Yeah, but it's one of them where it's like, but at the same time, they have such passion yeah. behind that film. Where when you actually like sit down and watch it, it's like I had a fucking ball watching that movie because mm. I'm watching these filmmakers just be constantly like pushing themselves yeah no, they're always finding a cool way to show something even if other filmmakers have done it before they're still doing it and there's a lot of passion behind it yeah and that really does go a long way yeah for yeah. any film yeah. it really does like it's one of them it might not be the best film ever yeah it might not be like a complete masterpiece that's perfect in every way but when you're a passionate filmmaker that goes a long way at the end of the day and the last there's the last thing i'll say on this film is not an objective medium and absolutely we need not. to stop treating it like it is. No, absolutely not. Because at the end, like you know what I mean, it's one. Of the, I quality a quality of a film is not fucking mm-hmm. an absolute, and it's also not reliant on what it fuck gets on Letterboxd exactly. or Rotten Tomatoes. Like I saw a tweet like a few days ago 
about how like um someone was talking about like they were like worried about the killer the yeah. David Fincher film going like oh like this film's like DOA da, 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 yeah da. Because the film's average rating was a 3.5 on Letterboxd, which, Mental. one, is a very good score for yeah. any movie to have. And, and two, it's like, also, who cares? No, exactly. Like, you you might watch The Killer yeah. and think, didn't like that, yeah, I was disappointed yeah. by it. But you might watch it and think, wow, that, that was my favourite Fincher film. Yeah. That was my worst Fincher film. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's one of them. Like, it doesn't, like, people... Film is a very subjective medium. Yeah, Most fucking art is yeah, completely yeah. subjective. Whether it's television, music, video games, like mm. just art itself. Yeah, like, but, you yeah. know, it's like it's all subjective. You like, yeah, you can. I mean, there's a reason why like there's a lot of appreciation now for a lot of like films by like Michael Bay. Yeah. Or yeah. Rob Zombie's Halloween films this or. Is- Blair Witch 2 even has like has had like a cult following since. Like, isn't it more yeah. enjoyable anyway? If you don't like something, to then go, okay, so why does everyone else like it? Let mm. me read about why people don't yeah. like it. Let me try and learn yeah. and understand. Yeah. Why, why isn't that seen as more of a thing? Like, I I love watching a film, whether it's, or, you know, like, whether it's a film that people love or people mm. hate. I love watching it and, like, having a different opinion. Yeah, it, now, yeah. that's not to say that I choose to have that different opinion. But I do find it interesting Absolutely. when I watch, like, a film like, like, Requiem for a Dream, which I fucking hate. Yeah, yeah. But people adore that film. Or yeah. The Whale, which I feel the same way about. Yeah. But then, like, I'll watch, like, The Wrestler. Yeah. I think. Now, now, people like that film, but it's any other races in, yeah, in, yeah. in Darren Aronofsky's, like, filmography. Or I'll watch fucking Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 and think it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But then that film was a 2.3 on Letterboxd. But yeah, it's like, yeah. who gives a fuck no, at the exactly. same time? It's like, it ha- like, if you enjoy that film, whether it gets you on an emotional level or mm. you just think it's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Which, for me, that's what it was with Talk To Me. Yeah. Like, I just thought, like, that movie just felt made for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of the stuff that it was doing was stuff that I love. Mm. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Cinema, I love it. It's in my top ten of the year. Isn't cinema about finding the fucking things made for you? No, literally. It's like, isn't yeah, that yeah. Art? Isn't that what no, art's about? exactly. No, exactly. I mean, like, it's like, it's like fan, like fan footage. Like, yeah, yeah. I adore fan footage yeah. as, like, a subgenre. And you still haven't seen Diary of the Dead. I still haven't, which is fucked up i need to change that but yeah it's like i love that genre but i know a lot of people hate it because the shady cam and that's a completely understandable reason a lot of people don't like that that's fine but it's like and so you know and 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 because of that sometimes a lot of found footage films can have very low reviews Mm. on like whatever these sites but a lot of them i still love i'll still sit there and go wow like i I thought that was great because i love that genre like because i think it's cool that like a genre like that you don't need much for it. All you yeah, need yeah. is a camera. Yeah. And just, that's it. You go off. Do yeah. whatever the fuck you want. But it's like, there's, there is nothing wrong with like, watching The Old Oak. Yeah. And enjoying it and embracing it. And, because, you know, and like, and like, even despite the flaws, like, you're not, you're not looking away from it, but you're embracing them because it's a film that's made you feel emotional. To me. Yeah. It's a film that's made you feel the same way and it's like, that's what film does. Yeah. Whether it's fucking a masterpiece, like Son of the Mask, or piece <laughs> of shit like The Whale, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's you know that like films make you feel, and that's what they do. That's no, exactly. that's why they work. Like exactly. that's like it. So yeah, fuck it. If you if you love that film, or you hate that film, then great. Yeah. But yeah, although it's fantastic. Good film. Would recommend. Film. And I we would, would recommend mm. that you hit that five stars on Spotify. Absolutely. And uh, followers on places. Yes. Have a good one. Have fun. <laughs> Don't watch Exorcist Believer. Don't watch Exorcist Believer at 3 a.m. Challenge. <laughs> Gone wrong. Pazuzu.